Good morning everyone. So it's Friday. It's Sana here and I'm in Stockholm again. Today I want to talk to you mainly about food. Uh, I've been eating a lot of delicious food lately. Uh, so it's a food Friday and a little bit of chocolate. Uh, but the main thing today is about treating people that you like to delicious, delicious things. And I think most people have go-to dishes. We have our go-to recipes that are either really easy to make uh, or we know them by heart. So we feel that this is a safe thing to cook and people will like it. I think it's very necessary to have these things and it's also so much fun when we come up with new ones. Maybe a few of you remember some weeks back, uh, I think it was actually this fall, when Anna, Sara and I was talking about one of our many cookdowns and we'd made a pasta cacio pepe. Uh, let's see if she comments on my pronunciation. She has a tendency to laugh about my pronunciation when it comes to the Italian language. I'm still learning. Um, I, I blame my beautiful Spanish uh, <laughs> because I speak Spanish and that's um, such a lovely part in my life. And that's definitely something I need. I, I used to say that you can't be, I can't be sad in Spanish. But... So ever since I tried to learn Italian, I've realized that the pronunciation is so different. And I do have a, a slight problem to get things right. I have a tendency to exaggerate. So, pasta cacio pepe? We'll see. This is a pasta with cheese and black pepper. That's the name of the pasta. And we made it this fall. Uh, so, yesterday, uh, when I was going to have a dinner with my mom, who's visiting... She'd already bought some ingredients and we were thinking about what to do. We knew, okay, there's going to be pasta, there's going to be cheese and then like salad and we had some ideas. Uh, and when she said that we'll make the pasta and then we'll shred the cheese on top, I was like, hmm, what was the name of that amazing pasta dish that we made? Uh, so I started Googling, trying like pasta... Italian, da, 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 and I did find it. And I was like, yes, here it is. The only thing, though, is that it's supposed to be the Romano Pecorino, which, of course, we didn't have. We actually had a Swedish cheese from the north of Sweden. Um, I don't know if... I don't know how famous it is outside of Sweden, but most Swedish people do know it. It's called Westerbotten Ost. And that's, that means cheese from a specific area in the north of Sweden. And it's actually only made in this one village. If they've, they, they've tried to use the, the same ingredients and to create the cheese the same way in other places, but it doesn't turn out the same. So it has to be made in that specific place. And I've grown up with this cheese and I, I'm from, from up north. And I've... I've always loved it. It's a very strong flavored cheese. It's a hard cheese. And that kind of... Um, it's not dry in itself, but it it falls apart easily. And it's absolutely delicious. 
slightly salty. So I, I was thinking that this could probably still work. So we made a cacio pepe, which of course is not a cacio pepe for all of you Italians out there. It's a it's an inspiration. So we made pasta with cheese and black pepper. And I think I found a new go-to dish. Next time, I'll I promise I will use the, the original cheese. Uh, but I think it's something to, to experiment with and not to use the original the original title, but to really get the cheese to melt in with the pasta because that in, in brings out the, the pasta in itself and you really get the cheese flavor and who doesn't love cheese, right? And it's really easy to make. So uh, we were looking at some different recipes and the way we did it was we warmed up uh, just to heat up the olive oil, like the extra virgin olive oil, together with freshly ground black pepper. So just to warm that up so that the olive oil got the flavor of the pepper. And then we put that aside, boiled the pasta so that it's definitely al dente, took a few tablespoons of the salty, not very salty though, because cheeses are salty, the slightly salted water and put that into with olive oil so that it became a little bit more water, like three tablespoons, two, three, and then moved all of the pasta into the oil. Put the cheese on top, quite a lot of cheese. I think for, oh, we probably used a hundred and something grams of cheese for like two people pasta. Um, but you, you, go, you, you go with the looks, like shred some extra cheese, don't use it all. You can add some extra on top later if you want to or save it for later. So in my opinion, you can't really go with too much cheese because you want it to be really cheesy pun not intended. Um, so you put the pasta over the oil, put the cheese on top and then you start stirring and you keep the pasta water so that you can add extra warm pasta water on top of the pasta while you're stirring it in the pan, in a different pan then. So you have it over low heat and you mix it up together until you get a really nice creaminess and the right pasta the right cheesy flavor that you want we didn't need to add any extra salt uh, but it depends on what cheese you use and your preferences and we didn't have to add an extra pepper either because the oil really did its job it really had the pepper infusion so it became so lovely so i've got a new go-to dish that i'm gonna try to make sure that i always have that at home because then i can make a delicious dish so fast and so simple anytime someone comes visit me comes to visit me so good thursday <laughs> definitely and the other thing and now it's where i'm going to talk a little bit about chocolate is that the other day a friend of mine stopped me like sana help me out i was like what's going on now 40 people, cake. How do I make that easy? I need to make cake for 40 people. Can you help me? Um, and we had like no time. It was like in the middle of 
rushing through from one place to another. I was so I quickly said, take your standard um, like brownie recipe in Sweden. We call it kladdkaka, which is just like a sticky cake. So it's a chocolate base, but it's a very like a soft brownie. So take your standard recipe. Most Swedish family has their own like standard recipes to make these. So either that or like a brownie recipe or another easy go-to cake base that you usually use. And you make it in a long pan. So you get it all in the oven. Then you've got it set for 40 people. You can just cut it in pieces. But to make it a little bit more extra luxurious and to make it feel like a cake and not just um, the cake base in the oven or just a brownie you can either make ganache which is cream and chocolate mixed well together or you can make a bavaras this is another word that i i feel like i always butcher because i mainly i mainly read it and i think it in my head and then i say it out loud and it doesn't sound the same uh, it's a french kind of chocolate mousse and so that's how most people who eat it would describe it and it's so smooth and it is easy to make, um, even though it usually sounds a little bit more complicated than this. So I quickly explained it to my friend and he said, can you email me the recipe? <laughs> Which I obviously, obviously did. Um, if you want and if you're lucky, I might post that as well on our Instagram together with today's, today's picture. But I will give you a run-through. So the second recipe of the day has to do with chocolate. Uh, you can make uh, different versions. You can make it with fruit. You can make it with white and milk chocolate as well. But then it's slightly different, um, slight differences. And if you don't use dark chocolate, it doesn't set the same. So then you need to use some kind of thickener like gelatines or uh, some vegan options. And just so you know, but I'll give you a run through for the dark chocolate one, which, as you might guess, is my favorite. But the base is to make a creme anglaise, which is an egg-based sauce, um, vanilla sauce. You, ha you don't have to add vanilla, but that's like a classic. So you put, you take one part milk, one part whipped cream. You take yolk. So just the yolk of the egg. Um, it's about... Oh, I'll write it down for you. But if you take one part as 120 grams milk and 120 grams of whipped cream, you use three egg yolks. And just a dash of sugar, like no more than 10 grams, just to give it a dash of sugar. And you heat that up slowly. You stir it well and... Before it reaches 85 degrees, that's when the egg yolk starts to uh, thicken and then the sauce will thicken. If it goes past, you will start to get a little bit like egg mash <laughs> in the bottom of the pan. So it is a clever thing to pour it through something so that you can check that you don't get any of the uh, pieces of egg into your chocolate because you will pour the hot mixture over the chocolate and mix that together. Let's say you use a really delicious, of course, 70%, and then you will use 325 grams of chocolate. 
you pour the warm over the chocolate and you stir slowly until it has the looks of a ganache so shiny nice kind of thick i usually say that if it looks like it's going to uh, co coming off that it's separating the chocolate and the the fat and the water that it doesn't come together there's no emul emul emulsion you can use a hand blender and that will help you get it together it's the same with a ganache and you can add some warm cream to also help with the process of bringing the ingredients together again so anytime when you have a chocolate disaster ganache or uh, base when you're mixing chocolate with the liquid that you need to use put some extra warm liquid and use a hand blender that that can usually you do the trick and when, when you've got this beautiful, shiny, really thick, smooth chocolate cream, hopefully you like use the chocolate that you love so it will smell delicious, your whole kitchen will smell delicious. And when it has cooled down, so it's about 35, maybe 40 degrees, that's when you add the whipped cream. Because if you have the chocolate too hot, of course it's going to affect the cream. So you whip the cream, but only slight, because if you whip it so it actually stands on its own, it becomes hard, then the mousse will set and become too hard. So you want the cream to be lightly whipped, so it becomes really smooth. And you uh, blend those two parts, the cream and the chocolate, sl slowly, because if you move it too fast, then you will lose all the airiness. And then it will also become a very dense mousse. So blend it together slowly. And then you pour it out over your cake base. And you let it sit in the fridge for the next day. So that it sets properly. You take it out maybe an hour or so before you want to serve it. You cut it up into pieces. And you serve it room temper tempered. Because that's when the chocolate flavor really comes out. Decorated with fresh berries or fresh fruit, depending on the season or what you have access to. Um, if you know how to make like a caramel sauce or a chocolate sauce or maybe a raspberry coulis, like uh, you cook the raspberries with or without seeds, you can add something like that as well to give it a more uh, interesting flavor. But just chocolate on chocolate, two different textures, you can't go wrong. Sprinkle some toasted nuts or um, hazelnuts. I love hazelnuts and dark chocolate. Or you can use coconut if you want to add some more textures and so on. But it's such a simple thing to do. It might sound more complicated than it is. and Or you might have to make it a few times before, before you get used to this way of making uh, chocolate mousse. But it's, it's absolutely amazing. And it freezes really well. So you can take it on and off to the freezer. But if you make it a make a small batch. And then you can just keep it. Put it in the fridge. And take it out a couple of hours before you want to serve it. And it goes perfectly. Because a lot of other mousse re recipes that are the, the quick fix. They don't, uh, they don't handle the fridge or the freezer very well. So this can be prepared. So I'm very excited to see if my friend actually dares to try this recipe and if you guys dare to try it. So let me know if you do 
put a message on Instagram or Facebook and hopefully you like it. Have a lovely weekend, everyone.